0: We were always working with content, with SEO, and understanding how to to use content as an acquisition channel. So when we started Rock, we started a blog and generating an ebook every month uh, and a few downloadable resources every month. But for the first four to six months, we almost had zero inbound customers. We were selling to closer friends to industry connections but the commitment was always there and i think that what that's what built us big volume
1: hi welcome to the sas revolution show brought to you by Doc. I'm your host, Alex Thuma, and on today's show, I speak with Diego Gomez, CEO of content marketing platform and SaaS-enabled marketplace, Rock Content. We talk about the content marketing strategy that Rock Content has executed for their blog to reach 2 million unique visits and 50K new subscribers each month, and helps the company on the way to the 12 million ARR that they're currently at. An entrepreneur by heart, Diego started Rock Content with two other co-founders nearly six years ago. At the time, they had no idea they were building a SaaS company. What made a SaaS company successful or who else was building SaaS companies in Brazil? What they knew was about blogging and marketing. Marketers became their core audience. As they built the content marketing strategy, they included the entire customer persona life cycle of a marketer from the moment they graduated university all the way to becoming a CMO. That full life cycle focus has been at the center of success that Rock Content has managed to achieve. Currently at 12 million in ARR, The company employs 300 people and has been profitable for three years in a row. Listen on to learn how the customer acquisition strategy is reflected in the content marketing of Rock Content.
0: We have uh, built a lot of resources, stuff like uh, how to get a job in marketing. We built a free job board for marketers. We built a certification program for these guys to, to learn the fundamentals of content marketing. We help them assemble their teams. We do research uh, in industry benchmarks so they can pilot their strategies and we help them find agencies. Uh, it's every moment in the, in the life cycle of the marketer, we try to have content to address their needs.
1: What are the pillars of a truly successful content marketing strategy?
0: The core and the most uh, highest return formats for us today our uh, blog posts, second, our our research. Another very big one is education and video tutorials and classes. Our certification program, which are free courses for marketers in fundamentals.
1: So these are the core, the most popular formats today. Whether you should be worried about the oversaturation of content.
0: Being very sincere, I kind of like it because in Google or YouTube or, or on your podcast store, you only have like 10 spots. And to have success, you have to be on those top 10. How do you get there? You have to constantly be producing better and better content. And the bar keeps raising. I see this this as a real, real big opportunity.
1: Diego is one of many speakers we'll host at Sasot Latam on April the 23rd to the 25th, 2019 in Sao Paulo. We'll be joined by Renata Centurion from Winning by Design, who will help you understand that sales is a team sport within the organization. Uh, Also joining us from the U.S. is Lauren Vaccarello, VP of Marketing at Box, who will share how to do marketing at scale. Andre Baldini, CEO of Superlogica, who will walk you through how to grow 10x in three years and reach profitability. Uh, and many other speakers. Grab a ticket at super early bird rate until Friday 21st of December by going to events.sas.com forward slash LATAM19. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the uh, the, the SAS Revolution show, uh, Diego Gomez, uh, co-founder and now uh, a CEO uh, of, uh, of Rock Content. Welcome, uh, Diego. Thank you, it's a pleasure, I'm
0: a huge fan, always listening to the podcast, excited to be here.
1: So, uh, we, I, I, we must have uh, connected uh, probably a couple of years back, maybe uh, around I think when like Sasquire probably like first started as uh, I guess from, from one SaaS blogger to, uh, uh, to another, uh, I guess both, both of our journeys and, and businesses seemingly have, have started a little bit out of, uh, out of the SaaS blogging sphere, right?
0: Yeah, I read, I read your blog and your, your writings and I've been following the community you guys have built for a long time now. Uh, it's been a huge inspiration for me. Uh, when we started our company, there wasn't a major SaaS community. There wasn't a lot of hubs to chat with other founders. So I started to share a little bit of learnings that I was bringing from several blogs and communities abroad. To Portuguese, that's kind of, kind of how my blog started. Saz and how, kind of how we met, right? Uh, I remember I attended, the, I think the first or second SAS talk, and it was really really cool.
1: So that, uh, and um, I mean, l- l- let's just find out uh, first. Of, uh, you know who who is De- Diego Gomez? Um, you know where are you? Where are we speaking to? Uh, you know from where? Where are you calling from? Um uh, give us a little bit of background about you, you you know, I guess kind of as a person, and then uh you mentioned SaaSolic there. We you know we talked about rock content, just some context into uh, into those various things. Sure. So
0: uh I'm an entrepreneur, but, uh I um I run I am the CEO of Rock Content. We are the leading content marketing platform in Latin America. Uh on my spare time, uh, and because we, we are a SaaS business, uh, I started writing and sharing my learnings on a blog called SaaS Uh Always trying to engage with other people like you and several other SaaS founders to benchmark, learn best practices, and share a little bit of what we were learning. Uh, Rock Content right now is around five years old, almost six. We're based in Belo Horizonte. We have an office in Mexico as well. And we're, I would say, growth age, uh, trying to internationalize and get more enterprise customers. A lot of challenges, having fun in the journey here.
1: So, uh, rock content. So you say it's uh, it's SaaS, uh, but it's, uh, for content marketing. Uh, explain a little bit, uh, just more in terms of uh, what that means.
0: Sure. So we uh, offer us. We, we consider ourselves as a SaaS enabled marketplace because we have a software which allows companies to engage their team with content creation, uh, document their strategies. Uh, schedule, social updates, measure the results of their content marketing efforts. But we also have a talent network, which is essentially thousands of freelancer content creation creators, and these companies use this to scale their, their ability of creating content. Uh, so essentially, we see ourselves as, as this marketplace where the SaaS the part is essential for them to use it, but there's a lot of marketplace revenues as well because we intermediate these transactions between brands and these uh, talent network members.
1: And, and some background into, I mean, so it's been going five years. Um, you're one of two co-founders, is that right? We're three co-founders. Three co-founders, yeah. okay. Um, and uh, how many uh, employees now after, after five years?
0: Uh, we're around 300 people. Uh, uh, Most of them are based in Belo Horizonte, Brazil. We have an office that is starting to grow in Guadalajara, Mexico. Uh, We're looking to open a second office in Brazil next year in Sao Paulo by Q1. But most of the team is here.
1: Okay. And and so you're you're internationalizing, I mean, obviously you're, well, in Latin America, you're you're obviously Mexico, which is part of Latin America. Have you considered yet at this stage, like taking the platform, you know, to the US or or, or other markets? So, uh, no, not yet. Uh, We have a few US brands
0: uh, that are customers and big companies, uh, public companies, Uh, but we work with them targeting uh, Hispanic and Latin America content. Uh, The reason why is because our business has a very uh, geographic network effect in which we were able to build a huge demand generation of content marketers in Portuguese and Spanish. Uh, The talent network is mostly based out of these countries, So we're taking it turn by turn, and uh, we started in Brazil, which is a huge geography. Now we're expanding to the rest of Latin America and Spain. Uh, I hope we we can start uh, entering U.S. and other international markets by 2020. Not a priority for 2019.
1: Fair enough. I mean, the mar- the markets uh, are big enough, so if you don't have to, uh, you know, go outside the markets, um, uh, you, you know, uh, why not? I, I say. And uh, um, you, in terms of, um, uh, you, are you bootstrapped? You've raised venture capital. Uh, what's the situation there? So
0: we we are. I, I like to say we're almost bootstrapped. Uh, uh, we are uh, in the uh, we're around uh, twelve million. U.S. a little bit more uh, in ARR. Okay. And total funds raised is is around uh, uh, close to two million dollars. So okay. we've been profitable for uh, almost three years now, and uh, but we raised uh, two very small rounds early on. Uh, we expect to to go for a growth round in the next year.
1: Okay. Uh, so uh, and then um, I, I guess from your, your journey of like, the, like how does the holic connect into rock content? Was that, uh, you know, where you first started? So writing on your own blog, you know, around SAS and to, to where you or your co-founders got the idea around uh, uh, for rock content?
0: Uh, actually, the, the blog came after our content. Uh, I had I met my co-founders, Pesania and Edmar, through blogging. So we we were all bloggers. We blogged about different things. So before the company, I, I ran a local version of ReadWrite, a big US blog in technology. Um, my co-founder had a blog on AI, machine learning. and The other one had another one as well. So we were good at content, but we didn't have, we had have no idea what SaaS meant back then. So we started this company building software for content marketing. We start selling, etc. But we have no information, no benchmarks about what is software as a service. Who else is doing this software as a service thing here in Brazil? And as I started to study, learn, and connect with people in other geographies and mentors, I started started learning the particularities of this business model. And I tried to use my blog as a place to document these learnings, to try to share what I've learned, uh, to engage with the, the local SaaS entrepreneur community. It's been a, a fun journey. I made a lot of friends and have a lot of, strong connections because of the, the blog. Uh, it's totally nights and weekends, but it's
1: super cool. Uh, what sort of statistics can you share in terms of the the, the blog, in terms of uh, traffic, uh, I guess, kind of like, e- you know, do you have email subscribers, newsletter, that kind of thing? Sure. So the blog has around, I, I
0: don't even check that a lot, of very often, but we have around 10,000 uniques per month. Uh, we have around three thousand founders in our email subscriber list, which I think it's pretty impressive based on the traffic, which is not super high. Uh, it, it all started because two years ago I started doing benchmarking, and I did a survey with around five hundred companies here in Brazil, try to understand where they were at in terms of funding, in time to recover cash, capital efficiency. Uh, I got a lot of data, which I share with the community. Uh, got a very, it became a hub for Brazilian companies to know where they are, how how they are doing, and that's pretty much it. It started as a hobby. Today, it's not my my blog any, anymore. I have a lot of other founders sending articles and sharing their learnings, which is cool. But yeah, it it it's. Uh, it ties a lot with rock content story. We did the same uh, to grow our company that mostly focused on marketers.
1: So uh, w- would you say, uh, I mean, like with SaaS-holic, um, you know, it started as a personal blog. Now you've got other founders, you know, uh, contributing to that. But has that helped you, you know, become, I guess, this SaaS thought leader within Latin America uh, or like, you know, an influencer, you know, within Latin America that, uh, kind of really uh, brought the attention of Rock Content to the SaaS companies that you're you, you know looking to work with and partner with within, uh, within the Latin American community?
0: Uh, I think so. Uh, mostly in Brazil, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it generates a lot of value for us in some tech segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, our SC SaaS is uh, still a young industry in Brazil, uh We don't have a huge amount of customers in the technology and SaaS space. It's a segment which is good, profitable, but it's not the core. So for the company, the the main acquisition strategy was more like our blog, Focus on Marketers, uh, all segments, not only SaaS. Uh, We have customers in retail, in financial services, in uh, big enterprises, uh, not necessarily technology, but the good thing is we were really able to learn about the challenges these guys uh, go through. We were really able to connect with this segment at a deeper level, and we were able to adjust our our product to, to their needs and to share more personalized uh, recipes and playbooks uh, that's
1: pretty much it and, and like so I mean would you say you you know you're well as you're a SaaS for content marketers you use content marketing obviously as a as a channel to uh, raise awareness for rock content um, and and uh, acquire these you know early customers um, was that was it the primary channel was it doing your own content yeah it, um, and how, how, how long does that take to get off the ground to going to kind of really build uh I, I guess a, a library of of content to start to build that traffic to 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 get to the the, the right people Well, you know what what's the kind of like the first year journey i I guess to acquire new customers using content uh, as a go to market strategy
0: well that's pretty pretty funny story because we always knew uh, in our previous uh jobs in our previous careers. We were always working with content, with SEO and understanding how to to use content as an acquisition channel. So when we started Rock, uh, we started a blog and generating an ebook every month uh, and a few downloadable resources every month. But for the first four to six months, we almost had zero inbound customers. We were selling to closer friends, to industry connections, but the commitment was always there. And I think that what, that's what built us uh, a big volume. So if I recall correctly, just trying to pull from my memory, I am pretty much focused on SEO. We ended our first year with around uh, 17,000 visitors per month at our blog. Uh, around uh, 500 to 1,000 leads every month in our blog. Second year, we go to 100K. Third year, we go to 300K. Uh, fourth year, uh, I think it was 600, 800K. Today, we have around 2 million links across our blogs in traffic. And it's uh, we have like 50K new signups as leads every month. It's a huge volume. I think it's all a matter of persistence. Uh, always be listening to the audience, diversify and adapt. Uh, but it it works very, very well, and it's been working uh, for us very well.
1: Did you? Uh, I, I guess you 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 know that you're writing. Um, well, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're writing content for content marketers. Uh, or, or marketers, and, and you, do you spend a lot of time sort of researching who that audience is, building ideal customer profiles? Is that something that you, you just kind of knew who you're writing for and you just went ahead and did that? Or did you actually take the time to kind of write profiles around, you know, this is Mary and Bob or whoever, you know, who would write. Yeah. People?
0: All the content we create is persona-driven, and it's focused on the, the, on our personas and the customer's personas. Uh, this is actually one of the features of our platform, which is documenting this strategy, like funnel stages, personas. So every content has a piece in the life cycle of a customer. To give you an example, in our customer acquisition strategy, and we operate at a really high volume. Uh, our persona is the marketing guy, and we have the journey where we want to talk to these guys Since he's in college and he's looking for an internship until he becomes a CMO. So we have content to leverage every step of every moment out of this. Uh, And we have uh, built a lot of resources, stuff like uh, how to get a job in marketing. We built a free job board for marketers. We built a certification program for these guys to, to learn the fundamentals of content marketing. We help them assemble their teams. We do research uh, in industry benchmarks so they can uh, pilot their strategies, and we help them find agencies. Uh, it's every moment in the in the life cycle of the marketer. We try to have content to address their needs, uh, and I believe that's the the, the what the most uh, successful approach to 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 content marketing. If I'm talking to to SaaS founders, I want to help them before they are starting the company. The moment they incorporate and are doing stock options, when they go see the series A, series B, go public, uh, that's pretty much the journey we try to cover in our blog. And that's why we were able to get these big amounts of uh, visitors and leads.
1: And, uh, and so, through, I mean, like, how, how big is your your content team uh, out of the 300 that you employ?
0: Um, around 30 people today. And, and are but they? We create a huge volume of content because we have a cloud scalable team. Uh, I, I don't have the exact numbers on the volume of content pieces we publish, but it's a big volume. Are you, are you, are you doing something daily? Uh, I think more than daily. We have several customer segments. We have content in Spanish, in Portuguese. We have content targeted at enterprise customers, content targeted at agencies and partners. So it's a, a big volume.
1: And are you doing more um, than just uh, than, than blog posts? Are you are you also getting in on on podcasts, on videos? Like, where you know, what are the kind of channels uh, in content that? you see are kind of working well uh, for you at the moment? And what are you betting on, let's say, for 2019?
0: Okay. Uh, our bread and butter today is mostly the blog, infographics, and uh, SEO is the core channel for us. Uh, the, the second uh, segment that in the content, uh, we are in almost every channel, like Instagram, video, YouTube. We have a lot of content. But the, the core and the most uh, highest return formats for us today are uh, blog posts, second, our are, are research. So we do uh, a lot of research and survey data and share these benchmarks with our customers. This is particularly strong in the enterprise segment. Most of our enterprise customers come from looking Mm-hmm. Uh, we're searching for market information. Uh, another very big one is education and video tutorials and classes. Our certification program, uh, we call it Rock U, which are free courses for marketers in fundamentals. We have like 150,000 users who signed up for it. Almost 50k of these are certified in at least one course. So, these are the core, the most popular formats today. Uh, we are really eager to get uh, um, a higher success in YouTube or on Instagram. We do have a lot of content, we have a big audience on these networks, but in our experience, it's way harder to convert these audiences
1: into customers. So we weren't super successful on those yet. Yeah, I've seen I've seen like a few people like Dan Martell who's kind of like betting everything on just sort of the one channel on, on YouTube, right? And uh, I was even having this, some discussions recently with Liam at Time Doctor just about uh, you, you know YouTube being their kind of bet on you know future of content uh, for for SaaS. But uh, as you say, you know um, converting that like that's the question that you know how how to do that, right? Um, but I think it's worth yeah. for Dan.
0: Yeah, it works. Uh, I see some people, I, I just don't feel we were, uh, uh, we are there yet. Uh, specifically for sales, uh, um I see way less uh, uh, success stories using YouTube or, or Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think mostly because uh, you, you're you trying to sell the product and the company authority and not uh, yourself as an influencer. Uh, at least on mid-market and enterprise, and uh, that's uh, huge for branding and for brand awareness, but it's not so great at conversion. That's how I perceive it now.
1: Do, do you ever, uh, I mean, well, you think about or get worried about just the oversaturation of, of content, and you you read about, um, you, you know, uh, uh, many well-known sort of bloggers talking about, well, actually, you, you know, blogging is blogging is dead, um you know like if it is dead right i mean how does that affect you you know your your business like ho- uh, hopefully uh, it, it's not dead but we you know obviously we have like concerns as well just in terms just about there's just so much content out there right so like i think uh, a lot about it it's a fascinating
0: topic and being very sincere i kind of like it because uh in google or youtube or or on your podcast store you only have like 10 spots and to have success, you have to be on those top 10. How do you get there? You have to constantly be producing better and better content and the bar keeps raising. So for us, uh, it's very good. The more competitive the segment are uh, typically the more the customer. Needs. And uh, uh, I see this, this as a real, real big opportunity. But we don't feel any sort of... Uh, I know that we are in, in Latin America and Brazil, which are, tend to be less competitive spaces. But by looking at our growth numbers in content marketing, I don't see any sign of saturation. We're still growing very fast on that.
1: What, what about um, like email lists and newsletters? right? It, how important is it today to like be growing your email list to you know hundreds of thousands or uh, you know of, of email subscribers um, I mean often I've seen like like companies like HubSpot they grew it to like 500,000 and then they just clean their email list to get you know a better quality of uh, you, you, like, subscriber those that are actually you know reading their content um, but you know there was a point where again like newsletters it, like everybody was doing one but uh, now, you know, are they still an effective tool, in your opinion? So just the, the email list and, and, and newsletters, what are your thoughts around that?
0: Yeah, uh, you mentioned HubSpot, and they recently published a very interesting article about that. And we have a similar experience. Uh, uh, you have For email success, email is still the most effective uh, tool for SaaS founders out there, if I go pick one. Uh, the thing is when you stop being relevant and you stop being a personalized. So we have like, a, a, I would say if we never did a list cleaning here, we would have a few million uh, email subscribers today. But the more we, 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 we depend on and rely on this channel the more we want to be relevant and to be cautious about what is the best email to send. So we do regular list cleaning. Uh, we try to personalize as much as we can. Uh, early on, I recall we, we, we had some times where we had some re- really bad open and click rates. Like um, there was a moment like two years ago where we were seeing 14%, 13% open and click rates. And that that's uh, if we look at today, we're north of 25, sometimes 40 percent. But we're sending relevant stuff and driving the guy uh, towards uh, uh, their goals. So email is super, super powerful, but you have to use it with uh, responsibility, personalization. Great email is hard and it's a lot of work but it works better, still works very well. Um, And when I look at uh, email newsletters such as The Hustle, which is one I like a lot, Mm -hmm. this is the the proof that email is alive and kicking. It's just getting, the, the bar is raising fast and we have to be creative and reinvent ourselves.
1: Absolutely. And and I guess kind of um, moving a little bit off the topic of content marketing and content marketing for SaaS, but uh, just about you, you know, as co-founder uh, of Rock Content. So um, actually, you just told me just before the call, because, uh, you, you know, I knew, I knew that you were the CMO. Uh, you know, of uh, rock content, but you said you just switched positions with with your CEO, and so now you're your CEO of the company. Uh, can you give us some insights as to um, why uh, why you decided to uh, you know with your co-founder change those roles? What's been um, you know behind that?
0: Sure. Uh, so uh, we started uh, the three of us. Uh, uh, one. Uh, we're all a very technical team, so uh, each guy has a both two guys have a background on marketing. Uh, my one has a background in technology, and the and I'm the guy in the middle. I, I am the guy who is a little bit of technology and a little bit of marketing. Uh, over time, we 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 saw that uh, the part of market uh, relationships. Uh, visiting the customers and getting uh, closer to them. I was running more of the, these tests uh, than uh, my co-founder. He is an amazing product technologist. Uh, we, we, he is way more organized and took care of scale the company to, to where we are today. We just discussed it, and it made sense to switch gears, and uh, we were also meeting a, a founder taking care of product and technology. So it was a very smooth, easy transition, and where it's going on for around, I think, almost two months now, and things are going fine. We, we still have a great relationship. Uh, company is doing better than ever.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, um, and just to uh, a couple more questions before um, sort of we wrap it up. Obviously, we, we started off talking about SaaS, your blog, and you know talking about the state of SaaS in Brazil and and, and Latin America. Um, obviously, SaaS stock is coming to <coughs> Latin America in uh, in April. Um, uh, 2019 for the first time in, in, in Sao Paulo, uh, and my I guess my first ventures into into Brazil and the uh, Brazilian SaaS market go back probably um, two years ago. uh when visiting the first Brazil SaaS forum uh, on invitation from Eric Santos, and you know, kind of seeing um, actually, you know, what a great SaaS ecosystem, specifically just in Brazil that's developing. But you know, what what, what are you uh, what insights can you provide in terms of um, like statistics around you, you know Latin American SaaS and uh, where it's at kind of now you know where it's going
0: so it's it's interesting moment it's growing at a very fast pace uh, uh, it's a lot of companies being founded uh, these companies they tend to grow a little slower than their US or European counterparts uh, they are super capital efficient super like uh most of them bootstrapped and doing getting to a few million with very little resources. Uh, these, most of these companies are, are still learning to scale their digital marketing channels and, and their sales teams. Like in Brazil, it's not a big, uh, we didn't have a, a inside sales or, or a technology sales, uh, technology driven sales process until a few years ago. Today, I see lots and lots of companies starting and, and seeing the second generation of more experienced executives in sales and customer success. Uh, so it's an exciting moment for, for to look at the, the ecosystem. And also one interesting thing is that we're starting to see uh, bigger rounds in uh, M&A happening in the SaaS Landscape like big uh, old on-premise software players buying SaaS startups. We're seeing U.S. and, and European funds doing growth in Series B, C, D rounds uh, on Brazil and Latin America. And we're starting to see a lot of uh, uh, the early moment of internationalization of companies out of Brazil, out of Mexico, and trying to go global. It's uh, Special moment to to be watching it. Yeah, you got a no,
1: good timing. Yeah, no, it's it, I'm I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. But it, it definitely feels that way, and, and and hence why we wanted to come and you know and, and be a part of the SaaS community in uh, in Latin America with uh, with with SAS.LATAM. and also you you'll uh, you'll be uh, speaking there uh, as well with um, uh, many uh, great uh, Brazilian SaaS entrepreneurs, but also. Um, some great Latin American entrepreneurs, not only Brazil, and uh, uh, a few international ones as well. So uh, uh, very excited uh, uh, for that. Um, And and I guess kind of just uh, sort of like wrapping up, final question, we always ask our our guests, you know, how they stay, you know, healthy and sane, uh, you know, on your journey. And I guess now you're, you know, in the CEO seat of a 300-person company. You said you've never been busier than, than, you know, than today uh as uh, you, you know when, when we when we spoke earlier um yeah, how how are you staying healthy in uh, in, in uh, today uh, you know this day and age
0: so uh, uh this is really hard like i'm doing mating after mating you know, and today until late at night uh you uh, know this transition it's really hard but i'm trying to to have at least one hour of exercise every day uh and I'm being successful at it. I added a lot of of, uh, email writing while I'm walking or or exercising. A lot of uh, audio book and audio messages. But uh, I hope I I will be able to to, uh, be more mindful and and uh, use better my time over the next year. But... Uh, it's an exciting phase, it's a, it's a transition moment, and so it's, the workload is intense, but I'm staying healthy and saying by maintaining the exercise seven days a week, at least one hour, it seems to be working.
1: No, no well, it it looks like it working because uh I, I think certainly uh I would, I would say you, you look at uh, slimmer, uh even slimmer than uh, you you know before. So you're looking looking well and uh oh. <laughs> Um, These
0: startups, man, they, they. <laughs> they uh, for the first three years in, in, in the company, I gained like uh, at least 10 kilos. Uh, so now I'm trying to get back to shape and um, being more healthy.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, similar. I think, uh, I mean, part of it is old age, part of it's having kids and uh, doing a startup at the same time. But uh, certainly I've put on uh, like 10 kilos, which I'm uh, you know, now trying to lose in the uh, in the third year, but uh, um, but it's it, it's important, I think. You know, for everybody, whether you know founder execs, to, to take care of their, uh, their their health and not lose track of that. So it's good that uh, an hour a day is uh, is, is very impressive. So uh, uh, good job on that, um, Diego. Uh, look, been great speaking to you. You know, as always, thanks for taking the time to uh, share. You know, your story, a bit of background into um I, I guess sort of content marketing you know for sass and how that's grown your business um and I- excited to uh see you in person at, at SaaS in uh in april on the, the the 23rd and 24th of april uh i believe um so uh, thanks diego gomez ceo and co-founder of rock concept for being a guest uh on the session where, oh, where can uh, where can people find you uh, by the way online
0: Oh, so my, my Twitter is at DTTG. My blog is sasholic.com and our uh, Diego at rockcontent.com. You will reach me out and get a fast response.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, Diego, uh, thanks so much again, and uh, we'll speak soon.
0: Bye bye. Thank you, Alex. Always a pleasure.
1: I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the SaaS Revolution show and have picked up valuable lessons from Diego Gomez, CEO of Rock Content. If you want to learn more about marketing, inside sales, customer success, being a CEO of a SaaS company, becoming a profitable SaaS company, join us for SaaS.Latum in April 23rd to the 25th. Grab a ticket at the super early bird rate before Friday, the 21st of December. We'll see you there.